Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development discussion series featuring candid conversations with business leaders and innovators across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts on how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and talented workforces in the nation. And now your host, Ed Clemente. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clemente, and welcome back to the show. And we want to thank you very much for tuning in. And we want to thank a special guest, Katie McIntosh. She's a casting director, head of development, and president and owner of Mac Worldwide, Inc. Welcome to the show, Katie. Hello, Ed. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to, to be able to talk to you today. Probably I'm more excited than you, though. <laughs> you just want a TV show. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Like I said, when you sound like Joe Pesci, that you're more of a voiceover person. You do sound like Joe Pesci. I'm going to put that in my little file here. Yeah, yeah. you can line me up for uh, voiceovers, maybe. Um, so anyway, let's, you know, just by hearing your title, people don't really know, but casting director would know. But why don't you just kind of give us a quick, what do you do for your career? Yeah, sure. So I am a, a casting director. I own a company called Mac Worldwide Inc. And what we do is cast um, individuals for different kinds of documentary series, uh, unscripted series, otherwise known as reality. Um, I do a lot of host casting for different shows, um, corporate stuff, even home shopping network hosts, I'll cast. So all across the board, just finding like really great people to make really terrific TV material. Yeah. And, and I mean, not that I'm a insider like you, but, uh, the casting is what really makes the show. I mean, you know, you could have somebody reading Shakespeare, but if they're not the right person, doesn't matter if it's Shakespeare, it doesn't come across the same. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I always feel like casting people have kind of been the low, the low man on the totem pole for years and years and re- years. And, and really just in, in you know, the last, you know, few years, I'd say, you know, recently we've really risen to the top. I think that everybody's realized just exactly what you said, because if you don't have a great cast, you just don't have a great show. You can have a great format, a great concept, a terrific host, whatever. But if you don't have real authentic people telling real authentic stories, nobody's going to watch. And let me mention how we met. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, it wasn't when Harry met Sally. It was more about <laughs> it uh, felt like it though, in yeah. a way. Well, we enjoyed our were, dinner. <laughs> yeah, we were at um the Detroit homecoming that's put on by like Cranes and Mary Kramer. And why don't you tell us how you got kind of hooked into that? Because part of the purpose of this, why I wanted you on today, is obviously we're always trying to track people, either boomerang people, maybe like yourself or people who didn't think Michigan would be on the radar. So what sort of kind of got you hooked into the homecoming thing? I'll tell you, I, I think a lot of it was fate, which I happen to be a big believer of more and more so in, in you know, recent, recent times. But um, I had, I've been in Los Angeles for over 20 years in New York prior to that, after I, I grew up here in Farmington, I went to Farmington public schools through high school then I, I took off and went to, to other places, but most recently Los Angeles. And because of my industry in particular in Los Angeles um, and the strikes, COVID, 
Um, there are a lot of other kind of social things going on in Los Angeles that really made it difficult to run a business and, and to live really. And, um, you know, I have a, a, a husband and a young daughter. And so, um, you know, my family remained here in Michigan and, uh, and my parents and my sister, uh, both lived here. And for a lot of reasons, it was like, eh, you know, maybe we should go back to Michigan and kind of see if we can make this work there. Um, really wasn't sure at all, but I knew that Los Angeles was not a good place to be at the time. Um, and so we came out here just a couple of years ago, rented a house and lo and behold, I mean, a lot has happened between now and then, um, professionally and, and on the personal thing, but it's really allowed me to, uh, put some solid footing back in the ground here in Michigan. Um, a lot of my friends still never left. Um, it's great to be back, um, on a personal level and for my family, it's been great. And I, I'm, I'm shocked and, uh, and so pleasantly surprised to have found out largely through homecoming, bringing it back around to your question, how much, um, how much opportunity there is here in Michigan for my industry. And it's opened my eyes to so many other industries that I didn't even know were here. You know, you think of Detroit and you think of the auto industry, right? There's this place is booming on so many different levels. And I was so thrilled to find out that production and uh, TV, uh, that the industry is, it's alive and kicking here. And I'm really excited to be a part of it. So, um, and also I would imagine, as you mentioned, like things like COVID, it blew up actually, you know, things like Zoom and even how we're doing this interview today, it's like virtual. And I think, I've never seen a barrier destroyed so quickly, you know, for in-person stuff as the virtual sort of medium. And I would imagine for your industry, it also allowed you to have some mobility as to where you're located and, you know, mm -hmm. and other things that are attractive for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it used to be you had to be in New York or you had to be Los Angeles if you were going to succeed in any part of the industry, of the entertainment industry. You know, if you didn't live in one of the two places and I've lived in both and I've done this in both. Um, then you kind of didn't matter. Listen, now I am bringing all my experience from New York and LA and these years of doing what, what it is that I do. And I'm, I'm thriving here in Michigan. I had, you know, because of the fact that we can do a lot of this stuff virtually. Yes, there are times when I need to fly back if I need to meet a cast member in person, you know, for in the finals of, um, you know, a, a show that has, uh, you know, like I'll use Big Brother, for instance, um, where we have a lot of people and we've got a lot of finalists and they're, really the one-on-one -on -one kind of connection is important. You know, there are times when I have to do that, but it's rare. Largely, um, I'm able to do what, to continue uh, what I have been doing here uh, in Michigan. And I think I told you a kind of a, a side story, maybe when we were talking that night at, um, at the homecoming, but I was in Harbor Springs. We have a, a little cottage up there and I cast an entire show um, for one of the networks from a little community we workspace in Harbor Springs, Michigan, did the whole thing from there. You know, I could have been in my office in Los Angeles on Sunset Boulevard. I could have been at my apartment on 55th Street in New York, but I was on Main Street in Harbor Springs and I got awesome cast, a great result. It, it was, it made no difference, you know? So, I mean, we've got the technology here. We've got the opportunity here and we certainly have uh, talent in Michigan. Well, not that I'm an expert, but I think you told me it was topiary, like the trimming uh, of trees. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> the other thing about, about my job. I get to learn a lot about things I otherwise would have known nothing about. And topiary is one of them. Uh, that The show I was referring to in the, from Harbor Springs is called um, Clipped. 
and it was on HGTV. Martha Stewart was one of the hosts. And so I searched around um, to find people that could make magnificent sculptures out of trees and bushes and, and things like that. Um, actually, the place right here in, uh, in, um, in Michigan, um, the gar- Meyer Gardens. I spoke to the guy that runs oh, yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of brings it around to I always, always, always start with Michigan when I'm casting because I just find that there's such a pool of real and I say real in quotes, but real people, authentic characters that do cool stuff for a living, you know, that you don't find in a, in a lot of places. You know, there's just so much here that I feel like the potential is untapped in Michigan for for what I do. Yeah. And, and I would imagine not to talk on gardens too much, but, uh, you know, the giant horses there, the Da Vinci horse or Michelangelo, I think it was, I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. But, but then, you know, there's also uh, Dow Gardens, too. And there's just... Because Michigan has such a short growing, well, not short, but it, you know, it's probably like four or five months. People go crazy with gardens here. And, they do. You know, well, there's a lot they, of rain. You don't have to do a lot of maintenance and stuff grows. I would say that's another another um, plus to doing business in this state because you've got locations like crazy, you know, but also the four seasons. You know, you don't have to go, granted, for some reason you have to go to Alaska to shoot a show in Alaska, but you know, you've got gorgeous scenes in the wintertime here. You have beautiful glistening lakes in the summertime. You have extraordinary falls up in Emmett County, which I think is one of the most beautiful places in the whole entire world. Um, You know, you've got every kind of backdrop you can want in this one state. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders and innovators on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast or download the Michigan Opportunity through your preferred podcast platform. Once again, our guest is Katie McIntosh. She's a casting director, but she's also president and owner of Mac Worldwide. Um, so, Katie, um, why don't, like, you know, I, I know it's never a big deal, but can you toot your horn a little bit because you have such a laundry list of what you've worked on, but just can you give people a taste of some of the shows and some of the stations you've been on and you've done work it, it, Sure. I mean, I've, I've done, I, I like to say I've created a lot of show that is ruining the landscape of America, some people would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I do a lot of uh, shows for Bravo. Real Housewives is um, one of those. I did the very first season of Real Housewives. Um uh, season uh, like a, two to six or something actually in one of those um, casts I had a girl from Michigan uh, in it um, but you know that springboard into franchises like crazy now it's in you know I started in Orange County but we've done um, you know New York um, Potomac New Jersey Beverly Hills so that was one that kind of really was a big springboard in terms of my visibility and, and, you know, kind of my footprint in this marketplace. Um, but, you know, on the antithesis of that, I've done a lot of documentary stuff, hardcore doc stuff for um, National Geographic, Life Below Zero, which is a show about um, different people thriving um, in the state of Alaska, which is an amazing show if you haven't seen it. That also had several spinoffs from it. Um, and which our which- producer, Odie McKinley, loves one of your characters. 
props to Odie for knowing Sue. Sue is a hardcore character. She really carried that show. She's she's an incredible human being. And talk about a survivalist. It's un- it's unbelievable. Um, we can talk another time about the way that I cast those people that are off grid because that's a lot different than having an open call, you know, for a extreme makeover or something like that. But um, but yeah, so I've done shows for ABC, CBS, um, TLC, Lifetime. Um, you know, uh, Big Brother is a show a lot of people heard of. There have been a lot of Michigan people on Big Brother. The Bachelor is another one. Um, so every, it, you know, and, then, and I think I mentioned earlier, I, I cast hosts for, um, you know, QVC and Home Shopping Network. So um, it's, I've been around the block quite a few times. I've been really fortunate. A lot of my shows have been nominated for Emmys and Kids Choice, Kids Choice Awards, um, SAG Awards and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's been a pretty magical, um, ride and, uh, I'm glad that my carpet has landed in Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and not to be like a fanboy or anything, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it is impressive that, you know, a lot of these people like personally, you know, and I know Hollywood's probably like anywhere else, right? You know, it's like politics for me when I was a state rep. Like, yeah, you see the governor all the time or you see, and I imagine it's the same way out with those people. Like at a certain point, oh yeah, there's Leo or there's who or whatever, you know, you just. It, it's, it, it is true what you just said, but it still can be, even in Los Angeles, it's so weird even though you know everyone's there and in a business way, you meet these people. Like, you know, we were doing a show for MTV and Lindsay Lohan was, was the star of the show. And all of a sudden I'm on a, a Zoom with Lindsay Lohan. And I'm like, if I were looking at this from the normal Katie McIntosh point of view, I'd be like, oh my God, what am I wearing? What does my hair look like? You know, but I was like, whatever. But, um, but you know, it, it, you've heard it before, but it, it's true. Like mostly, you know, they're just like us. Um, but there have been a couple of times, uh, you know, in Los Angeles, like I'd be in the coffee shop and literally I'd look over and it's like, um, Queen Latifah was there getting coffee. She was four coffees walking out. It's probably for her staff. I'm like, Queen Latifah, first of all, she's getting coffee for her staff, not the reverse. And then, um, and it's like, wow, that's cool. And then like one time I was at a red light on sunset and Fairfax at this intersection in in um, Los Angeles and Brad Pitt was in his Mercedes G wagon. <laughs> I was like, I was so, my hands were shaking. Like I was on a game show. I like wanted to take a picture and call all my friends and be like, Oh my gosh. So, I mean, it is kind of, even like, you know, working like on the Paramount lot, one of the big studios in LA, that's, that's a thrill to ride into that lot and be like, I can't believe I work here. So there, I, that, that's not lost on me at all, even though I'm, I'm in it. It's still, it's still a pretty cool um, business to, to be able to work in. Yeah. And then also, I think we talked a little bit about how the industry is a little bit more, not just Los Angeles, New York, but it's also international more too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, there was a, we had a show cause I develop a lot of TV shows too. Um, one that I'm thinking of now, since you mentioned international travel, was uh, a show where we were going to go to like amazing destinations and kind of follow like a, a core crew of people who plan these trips and whatever. I won't give away the whole show because hopefully we'll still make it. But it got kiboshed by every network because it was COVID, you know, and people were afraid oh. to travel at that time. So our timing was bad. Um, but I'd love to bring it back around because, um, I have done, um, you know, prior to COVID lots of, um, international stuff in, uh, uh, in London and I even like on the islands in Costa Rica, which was a show called temptation Island, which was an early show that I did, which was hysterical. Um, and, um, Ibiza, I did a show, um, there, uh, which was really, really fun. Um, you know, and 
and bringing that, making that even smaller, even when we travel, when we shoot on location, because I do go on location, I produce some of the shows I cast sometimes. Um, but ordinarily, we have to travel crews, you know, like if we're going to like South Carolina, I remember we had, we brought all LA crews. Um, most of the time you want to bring the crews you work with a lot in, in Los Angeles, because, you know, you have that kind of pattern of working together, you know, you know, you, you do the dance. Um, but another thing just to bring Michigan to the forefront again is how talented the production companies are here and the crews. I mean, we shoot um, shows here and we use local crews, you know, because they're that good. They have all the latest technology. They have the film, they have the people with the experience, you know? So it's um, not only a great place to produce TV right now, but also to get your feet wet. If this is something that you wanted to get into, you know, there, there are so many schools here too, where you can learn this kind of stuff that I do. I mean, I'm in the casting, I'm not as into the production side of it, but you know, you've got like U of M has a great school, Michigan state, Grand Valley, um, Western has a great school, Oakland university. I mean, there's so much um, knowledge in this state, you know, for people that want to, find out about it or maybe do this for a living. You, you don't have to leave here anymore. You know, I took off right away. I went to New York. I was there for several years. And then from there, I was like, oh, damn, I got to be in L.A. So there I went to L.A. And then I had my feet in both, you know, and now I'm, it's, I've come full circle and it's almost like the industry is, has followed me here. Or maybe it was even a little bit in front of me and I finally caught up. You know, one other thing, too, I think I told you I'd worked with the uh, film credits back in, when I was in the legislature. But um, we worked, I worked a lot with IATSE, too. Um, really? You know, yeah, the unions, they were, um, they testified in committees, but then I went to a couple shoots they were doing, you know, and you know how fickle the uh, film credits are from state to state and how it jumps around. And, you know, uh -huh. it was an interesting lesson to me as a novice in that field. Yes, that that is a big, um, you know, big slice of the pie in terms of where we're shooting. When I remember, you know, Georgia was a big state, um, but but Michigan had had them, and then they went away, right? And so there's a, a really yeah, state for a variety ahead. of reasons. But mm -hmm. you know, it, it wasn't because I mean, you know, we had some of those universities even testify back then too. But yeah, you know, it's just like anything else. It depends on the economy of the state, and you know, it's just like tax or tariffs would be from country to country. It just, yeah, sometimes it's more accessible and sometimes it's not. It is true. It is true. And I know that there's a big, um, you know, a strong group of folks here in Michigan that are fighting, you know, to get the industry back here and they're really involved in petitioning and that sort of stuff. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully things will come back and it'll be a big advantage, you know, um, for people who don't know who, you know, how I'm, just, how I'm finding out, but that it'll be a, uh, for for the bottom line for productions to be in Michigan. Yeah. Um, and one thing too, you um, sort of touched on too is, but it's also the, the, the sort of people who are like you, who are thinking of coming back to the state and it's not just you, but sort of, I would never disparage other states, but there is an opportunity here in the Midwest that sort of didn't exist maybe 20 years ago that now is a little bit more attractive, just giving, you know, just current events or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, there are. And I think I go back to, you know, the, the technology part, the opportunities there here, the locations, like I think that there's so much, 
Um, you know, up north, the UP, I think, is uncharted territory that has a ton of potential. I'd love to do, you know, to do something up there. Mackinac Island, I think, is cool. Lighthouses, people that live in lighthouses. What other state are people living in lighthouses? Maybe there's a couple, but it's not Michigan. I think uh, Michigan <laughs> has some of the most lighthouses. Like, it sometimes, does. Yeah, when we ever, you and I, maybe we'll chat again another time. But I yeah. can show you some, I think, some of the more unique stuff because I used to teach Michigan history too. So I know I'm, I'm fascinated. By the way, let me just return the the compliment to you. I'm fascinated by you and your knowledge and all the different things you've done around here too. But but yes, I've got a binder. I'm saying like six inch binder of all these research I've done in Michigan and the kind of cool things that I want to explore. So we'll have we'll have a lot of coffee or something uh, and, and go over my binder one day. <laughs> Yeah. And once again, I, I just wanted to mention again, our guest again is Katie McIntosh. She's a casting director and she's also president and owner of Mac Worldwide. Um, so a couple more harder questions for you, maybe. But what future trends do you see sort of for your industry? You kind of touched on quite a few, actually, as we've been talking. Yeah. I see it going in a direction that's a little bit less um, salacious, I guess. I think it's you know, especially in the unscripted world, it's very shock and awe and oh my God, TV, you know? Um, I think there's a lean towards, um, dare I say, like nicer programming, family-friendly stuff, more interesting things, not so much throwing wine in each other's faces and pulling hair, you know? It's more <laughs> like, oh my God, look at this family. They're all ice fishermen or something like that. I think there's a big audience for that. Um, kind of a kinder, gentler um, entertainment industry, I think, um, because of what's been going on and, and everybody lives are changing, including those that, that, that make TV for a living. You know, nobody's nobody's been saved from, you know, what's been happening in the world. And I think it affects us from, you know, from the inside out and like what people, how people want to spend their time, you know? So I would say that's one big thing is, is just the, the type of stuff that we're filming now. I think our eyes are, are, are looking in different places for more kind of unique, interesting, um, feel good kind of programming. Um, you know, but I also feel like in Michigan, uh, uh, specifically, I think we're in for a big wave of, you know, Hollywood headed this way. Um, you know, listen, if, I feel like if I, if I'm noticing something, certainly I'm not the only one, you know, and I think that there'll be a lot of, um, uh, highlight on local people in Michigan and what we do here. I think the state is super unique for a lot of reasons, but I think it always starts with the people. You know, it's, I always said everywhere I've lived from Philadelphia, New York, um, California, wherever, anywhere I am. And this is, I, I, you might also be able to relate to this wherever I am. And you meet somebody, Hey, da, 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 oh, I'm from Michigan. Oh my God, you're from Michigan. I'm from Michigan too. You get that automatic connection. You know, anybody from Michigan, if you've never, you can meet a total stranger and suddenly you feel like you've known each other forever. And I really feel that that is something special to, to this state, the Midwest in general, but for sure, Michigan. Um, I don't know. There's a special, special magic here. And I think that the light will be, you know, will be really shown on, on that in the coming years. You know, I also tell people, if you look at a map, there's only a couple states you can recognize from like a, <laughs> Like if you're looking at GPS or whatever, it's Florida, us, maybe Alaska, you know, and you can identify where we are because of the Great Lakes. Um, well, ask the Bay City Rollers. Didn't they do that? Didn't they just put Yeah, they just dark? shot up. They threw a dart <laughs> and I think it hit Bay City. So um, I know I did have a crush on Derek the Drummer and the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> well, Confession. Um, <laughs> they didn't add one album, I think. Though. That's so, all I needed. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's all you need. Just like the movie. Um, so anyway, uh, I want one last one. Well, maybe one last question or maybe two. 
We always say that. As we never yeah, have one well, last question. Ed. Gotta, yeah, <laughs> well, the, this one I, I got to keep you a little tighter on, but like, what would you tell your 17 year old self? Cause you've had such an, a fantastic career. Would you do the same thing again? Or would you give yourself some other advice? I would tell you that first of all, I had no idea what I was going to do when I was 17. You know, I think I more knew what I didn't want to do than what I wanted to do. Um, but I, I think that I would have, maybe that's not true because maybe I did always know, but I didn't know what it was or how to interpret that or whatever. But I would say I would have listened to that voice inside, you know, some people call it your gut. My dad always call it your innards, you know, um, and follow that. You know, I would have done, I think I would have taken, maybe I would have taken bigger steps sooner, you know, um, uh, started the, the top and work your way down. You know, like I feel like it's just, go for, go for the, go for the goal sooner. You know, you don't, you don't have to be a part of the, the, the team. I think you can, you can forge your own road early um, opportunities there. I think it's just about confidence and, and, and being fearless. Yeah. And I think the one advantage people today have, maybe it's too much of a system overload, but they can use the internet. Like when I was in school, like it was just books. So you had to look stuff up. So I don't think people, I mean, you're a lot younger than me, but I know that I, I just know, I just didn't have a chance to get exposed to stuff. You have to, you have to. And actually that is, that is an excellent point. Um, I think a lot of people shied away from that kind of like, Oh, you know, that's just for the kids or whatever, but it's changed business. It's changed the way we cast shows in a lot of ways. I'm still very much, a, I call it boots on the ground type of casting person. I get my hands dirty. I pick up the phone. I dig that part of what I do. Um, but a lot of shows and a lot of um, different, you know, whatever, depending on what you're casting, the internet is, you know, social media is huge. You can reach so many more people, you know, um, and you can communicate in different ways more quickly. We used to have to fly. I remember we had to fly from or, or drive city to city to people's homes. It was, I can't imagine what the transportation budgets alone were back in the day, you know, it's like, but yeah, you've got to be, you got to um, embrace technology and you got to be current and be ahead of it because that is, that's not going away. You know, the way that, that, that we started doing this kind of casting is, is archaic now, you know, you've got to keep up with, with current trends in technology for sure. Well, and that was your last question. Uh, so don't be mad at me, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's been a real pleasure. You're a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. We appreciate that. And once again, our guest was Katie McIntosh. She's casting director and head of development and president and owner of Mac worldwide. Uh, we look forward to hearing more from you and thanks again for doing the show today, Katie. Thanks so much. I can't tell you how, how, uh, humbled and, and, and glad I am to have met you and to be a part of your program. And we'll follow up with you too. So thanks again. Okay, thank you. Join us next week where our guest is going to be Howard Handler. He's president of 313 Presents, Detroit's premier live event company. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Whether you're looking for small business resources, exploring an expansion or relocation, or seeking a world-class workforce, visit michiganbusiness.org to learn how you can make it in Michigan.